the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So the dog and pony show that uh, was the January 6th commission uh, wrapped up its work yesterday and uh, issued an order, a preference, a recommendation, however you want to frame it, that the uh, FBI should pursue certain charges against Donald Trump for, according to the January 6th commission, inciting the riot at the Capitol on January 6, 2021. Uh, this caught the eye, the strange development here, of Trey Gowdy, former congressman and former prosecutor. Uh, here he is on the oddity of Congress doing what the FBI should be able to do on its own without the help of Congress. It's utterly worthless. It means absolutely nothing. Let's think about what we're talking about today. The FBI, which is the world's premier law enforcement agency, is monitoring social media for mean tweets, while Congress, which has no authority to investigate or prosecute crime, is making charging decisions. I mean, that's where our country is. It is not Congress's job. I think Andy is right. It actually, I used to tell my colleagues this, do not inject politics into criminal charging decisions. And that's exactly what they've done. It's utterly worthless. It is not worth the paper it's written on. Here's my last question. Why does the FBI or DOJ need Congress to provide it with information? I mean, what's their budget for? Why do they need Congress to say, here, let us give you the evidence. Go find it yourself. Mm -hmm. That would be a good idea if the investigators would actually do the investigating. But maybe they don't have the budget at the FBI to investigate anymore because, after all, they did give $3.4 million of their budget to Twitter as a thank you for Twitter silencing the Hunter Biden laptop story. Now, the Andy that Trey Gowdy was referring to is Andy McCarthy, uh, National Review and Fox News legal analyst. Here is Andy McCarthy on that very same January 6th commission recommending <laughs> charges that the FBI should file against Donald Trump. The Justice Department's prosecuted or charged upwards of 800 people. Uh, they have never named Trump as even an unindicted co-conspirator in cases where there was undoubtedly violence uh, that took place at the Capitol. In fact, the Justice Department's position has been that Trump at most was a pretext for violence that was committed by these militia groups who were inclined to commit that violence anyway. Uh, he, they have had a very different theory at the Justice Department than at the January 6th Committee, which has made political presentations that feature Trump as the center of everything, the thing, you know, the person that basically directs everything, orders the riot, makes everything happen. That hasn't been the Justice Department's theory, and yet it's, it's basically the headline of what the committee referred to the Justice Department yesterday. 
He's absolutely right. And as I have told you before, when the Democrats allege that something is going on, they are right about it going on. They just are lying to you about who's orchestrating it. There is a threat to our democracy. It is not conservative Republicans. It is the Democratic Party. They are the ones who have used, well, let's just jump way before the Biden administration. Was the IRS used under the Obama administration to target the Tea Party? To investigate 501c3s who had conservative leanings? Were there, were there any liberal organizations that Lois Lerner's IRS investigated? Did they go after GLAAD, the Human Rights Commission? I don't think so. No, they went after, like, anything that had liberty or freedom in its title. So, they got away with it during the Biden administration. Why would they not continue to do it? Well, they have continued to do it. And the Justice Department under Merrick Garland is even more partisan than the Justice Department was under Eric Holder, who specifically said out loud that he saw his role as attorney general, not as the nation's premier law enforcement officer to follow wherever the facts led. No, Eric Holder said he saw his role as attorney general of the United States as Barack Obama's wingman. And we hear all these things that are said, the quiet part out loud, so to speak, and we've become desensitized to the partisanship in Washington to the degree that we didn't respond with outrage when Eric Holder did that. We responded with mild outrage when Bill Clinton met on the tarmac with Eric Holder's successor, Loretta Lynch, at a time when Hillary Clinton was in the crosshairs because She was so dumb to put classified information on a private server in her closet at home in suburban New York that even the FBI couldn't look the other way on that one. But they've been doing this for a long, long time. And they've been getting away with it for a long, long time. And the question that I have is, will they continue to get away with it now? Because if they continue to get away with it now, pretty soon the bulwark that has preserved our republic for nearly 250 years, at some point in time, one final consequential piece of keeping everything as it is is going to break away, and the whole thing is going to collapse. And at that point in time, you might say, well, you know, we'll react. We won't won't let them get away with that. No, they have the playbook on how to get away with that. The playbook became so much wider and more robust in March of 2020 when they figured out we don't have to conquer people. We don't have to silence people. We just have to scare people. That's all we have to do. We just have to scare them. We have to make them do what we want them to do because we'll convince them it's for their own good. Right? We just sat, okay, we won't go to work. Okay, we won't go to church. Okay. Yeah, six feet of distancing. Yeah, that makes sense. Why not 10? Don't ask that. Now, hopefully we learned enough from all the stupid virtue signaling that went on during COVID that we won't allow it to happen again. But would I bet against that? No, I wouldn't bet against that. Because I think that generally 
we have been raised to be a people who believes the best of our government. We can't imagine, we can't quite get our arms around the notion that our own so-and-so, so, so-called elected officials, our own so-called elected officials, would actually not have our best interests at heart. Look at our schools, right? Like, the reason why we have a really hard time getting CRT and SEL and LGBTQ plus flags out of classrooms and why that kind of ideology proliferates in America's classrooms is because generally, while there are an increasing number of parents who are awakened to the dangers of it, the overwhelming majority of parents still believes that teachers have their kids' best interest at heart. And maybe some of them do. In fact, I'm sure some of them do, but I'm not sure a majority of them do. And I'm not sure that a majority of our elected officials have our best interests at heart either. I'm not even sure our Republican elected officials have our best interests at heart. They're in the process in Washington right now as we speak, passing a budget for 2023 that will fund the government for the next year. Now you say, what about the 87,000 IRS agents, Bruce? Are they being funded that Joe Biden wanted or did add to the Inflation Reduction Act? Are they being funded? That is my question. Can I find the answer to that question out? No, I cannot. I cannot find the answer to that. I find a few people, Rand Paul, I think he's one of the good ones. I'm not sure, but I think so. He said, I object to a budget that nobody will see to the very end, thousands of pages long, created by a few people basically in secret. I see no value to this process. We're ruining the country. Yeah, Rand Paul's a senator from Kentucky. Who's the other senator from Kentucky? Well, that would be Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell is all in on this $1.7 trillion spending package for next year. All in on it. Why not fund it only long enough for the Republicans to get control of the House? And then I know we can defund the IRS. When I speak to groups, I always stress the importance of knowing what you believe and why you believe it. And about being precise with language and not giving your approval to ideas you don't agree with by silently sitting by and refusing to register your objection. Those things are essential if we're going to preserve the republic that we have. Because the left specializes in weaponizing language. They don't want you to call things what they are. You cannot call drag queens performing for children groomers, even though that is what they are. Why else would a man dress as a woman and perform for children if that man were not, A, gaining sexual gratification from it or trying to indoctrinate the child that this is totally normal. This is how women should be portrayed. We're trying to awaken sexual feelings in you before you are equipped to handle them or make sense of them. If you speak out against such things, you are said to be any number of labels that they can apply to you. And if you speak truth, then you will be demonized and you will be diminished. If you allow it, only if you allow it, because 
you have to cede that power to someone else. If you are impervious to the labels that they apply to you, then you will find that you actually have great power because you have the truth on your side. But just to give you an indication of how nefarious the weaponization of language is, allow me to share with you Stanford University's list of words that are harmful and the subject of their newly issued language initiative. What is the Stanford Language Initiative? According to their own website, it is a multi-phase, multi-year project to address harmful language at Stanford. Hmm, what kind of language, Bruce? No, not racial slurs. Here's the list. We'll start with A. Addict is a harmful word, according to Stanford. Addict. You are supposed to instead say, a person with a substance use disorder. (laughs) Why? Because using person-first language helps to not define people by just one of their characteristics. Ah, basket case. No. You are supposed to say, instead, the person is nervous. A basket case, according to Stanford, originally referred to one who has lost all four limbs and needed to, therefore, be carried around in a basket. Have you ever heard that definition of basket case, producer Pam? I have not heard of that language ever. I think Stanford made that up. Yes. A blind study. You're not allowed to say a blind study. You must now say masked study. Hmm. Because Hmm. a blind study unintentionally perpetuates that disability is somehow abnormal or negative, furthering an ableist culture. Oh, the ableist culture. Um, (laughs) Mentally ill. You're not supposed to say mentally ill. You're supposed to say person living with a mental health condition. Because, of course, they're not ill. They're perfectly fine. It's you who have the issue. (laughs) Wow. So this is an example of it. Okay. But the power is in mocking it and saying, no, I won't play by your rules. I do not allow you to play by your rules. Would you like an inspiration? Someone who has done that exceedingly well? I give you the actor Kirk Cameron. Yes, Kirk Cameron from Growing Pains. Kirk Cameron uh, found God in his teens, and he is an unabashed and outspoken advocate for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Kirk Cameron watched, like you've watched, like I've watched, drag queen story hours proliferate across the United States. And Kirk Cameron went a little bit further than most of us who thought, well, this is disgusting. I wish I could do something. Kirk Cameron actually did something. Kirk Cameron wrote a book about the fruits of the Spirit. Now, he could have left it right there and hoped that his book found its way into libraries and was read in libraries. But instead, Kirk Cameron decided that he would go to the libraries himself. And he would say, hey, you're letting the drag queens in. How about letting me in to read to the kids? And the libraries, of course, said, oh, a Christian-based book? Reading it to kids? Well, that's religiously intolerant, you bigot. Of course you cannot read to the kids here. So... They said no. 
Now, Kirk Cameron could have gone home and said, well, I tried, God, sorry. No, instead, he filed a lawsuit against two of the libraries, one in New York, one in Indianapolis. And what he found is the same thing that I think a lot of you and a lot of us will find, is that when you confront the bully, the bully backs down. And so Kirk Cameron has won his lawsuit, and after Christmas, he will be reading his book called As You Grow in these two libraries where they banned him from appearing. Uh, Here is Kirk Cameron talking about his book and what motivated him to write it and what he hopes that it will do. It's just a a testament to what a little persistence can do. And uh, I want to start by just reminding everybody of a quote from Noah Webster, who was one of our founding fathers and also the father of American education. He gave us Webster's Dictionary, and he trained five generations of American children in how to spell with his famous blueback spellers. And he said this, biblical wisdom and the fruit of the Spirit is the most important and one of the first things in which children of free republics like ours ought to be instructed. That's why I wrote this book about love and kindness, gentleness, and self-control. And I'm thrilled to finally be partnering with some of these libraries who have agreed to reverse course. They've changed their mind. And now they're going to give me space to read these beautiful principles to children within their community. That is a template for all of us to follow, is to stand up. That is what we're told to do, right? When we are confronted with evil, is to stand. Uh, I was reading this morning in Proverbs 20, because it's the 20th of the month, and I try to spend the morning of whatever date it is in that particular chapter of Proverbs. And there are two verses in Proverbs where you think, well, Solomon must have had a brain cramp, because he wrote this verse, and then uh, like six or eight verses later, he wrote it again. And the two verses have to do with differing weights and differing measures are detestable to the Lord. One ends with these two things being detestable to the Lord, and then Solomon writes it again, and he's like, the Lord detests differing weights and differing measures. And you're like, wait, you said that before. Well, maybe he said it twice to underscore the importance of what? Differing weights and differing measures? Well, as a metaphor for those who would apply a different standard in one regard as opposed to another regard. Yeah, the libraries can welcome the drag queens all they want to. They can say no to Kirk Cameron, and they can say no to you if you want to go in and read Kirk Cameron's book. The differing weights and the differing measures are detestable to the Lord. And he's asking all of us to stand up and fight for what is right and what is due us all. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.